On this special edition episode, episode number 13 of Lancaster Connects, we're joined by Benton Weber to talk about Lancaster Water Week, something he is very passionate about. You'll see it and hear it. And we have a top-notch food truck fundraiser you won't want to miss. So how can you support the local Lancaster community? That's what this show is all about. We are in the dream room at Gardner's Mattress and More. From the dream room. It's Lancaster Connects. It's brought to you by the Sleep Better book, written by Gardner's Mattress and More and Jeff Janakovo. We'll mail you a copy, free copy. Just go to gardnersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. Yeah, so it's uh, Memorial Day Monday. We record. We were not able to record our usual Memorial Day uh, Monday recording. But uh, we kind of threw it up. Our production team challenged us to uh, get in uh, an exciting guest about Water Week coming up. So we wanted to get this out instead of our rundown of our clips that we've had from the last 12 episodes. So we decided to do it. So we've got a great guest, Benton Weber, coming up to talk to us all about Lancaster Water Week. I think he's the first, like, friend of the show yeah, that's know, like our, become a guest. I think it's a fan. He's, yeah, we've like a fan. We've got fandom. Um, and, uh, we've got a really great food truck fundraiser, uh, to help the occupational, uh, development center here in town. And then we'll, uh, wrap up the episode of some hijinks, some hilarity, some comedy, whatever you want to call it from our clips from our first, uh, 12 episodes. But, uh, we had the honor and the opportunity to record, uh, uh, Benton Weber to talk about his water week and really his passion for it and, uh, everything that goes on with water week here in Lancaster. So uh, without too much further ado, here's our time with Benton. On this special episode on Memorial Day Monday, uh, we have a special guest, Benton Weber, uh, who is a municipal engineer for Lancaster Township, but also just an overall uh, great contributor to our community. Benton has given us some history nuggets. He's brought attention of uh, the Stevens Greenland Cemetery, raising the profile of that, how you can help out to keep it clean and tidy. And uh, Benton, you're here on the show today. Welcome uh, to talk about uh, Water Week and, you know, really, yeah, really anything else that you think our um, community should know about. But let's uh, let's jump into uh, why Water Week is important for you and really what Water Week is all about. Sure. Thanks so much for this chance to talk about something I'm really excited about. Uh, the Lancaster Conservancy is a local nonprofit organization that for the last 50 years has been saving woodlands and special environmental places all throughout our county. They do amazing work to preserve, educate, restore, and make these places open to the public. And over the last six years or so, Lancaster Conservancy has created a special annual event called Water Week. Uh, usually it's held in the early part of June. And what they try to do, and they've been doing it so successfully, is to uh, engage with the public at a wide variety of levels. They have been developing more and more activities for people to, uh, to get involved in, to learn about. 
last year obviously was a, a, a very difficult year for, for many of us. And the Conservancy still did the, uh, the Water Week project. They bumped it into August uh, and shifted some of the in-person events to online events. But uh, this coming year, um, they have um, a, a series of projects uh, and events starting on June the 4th with some educational uh, uh, a First Friday event at uh, the Science Factory. They're doing several workshops uh, in their Welsh Mountain Nature Preserve. Uh, also stream uh, side care on uh, Monday the 5th. Um, a, a Cosmic Bash Family Fun Fest at North Museum. That sounds like a hoot. Then they get into water filters and hydropower. Uh, paddling events that uh, is going to be happening also on the 5th. Um, and then various other days of uh, um, events that involve uh, hikes in their um, Climbers Run Nature Preserve, a stream restoration tour, uh, a Trees of Peace uh, event in uh, Buchanan Park. Um, then they're helping to sponsor several other uh, forums for municipalities for um, education of food farming and uh, connection with water. And then on the 8th, there's this little, little event that, uh, that I'm going to be doing. Uh, it's an online lecture, and it's called History of the Conestoga Part 2. Damn it! Uh, basically looking at dams on the uh, Conestoga River. And we're hoping a lot of dam people will show up and ask all the dam questions they want. Uh, and I'll nice. be talking about the dams and uh, uh, then, you know, indicating how it's done great they've done great things for the for the uh, county and and some pretty uh gooky things as well so uh i hope you all might uh, tune in uh they did record last year's history of the conestoga river part one and that's available on the conservancy youtube channel uh it's worth uh, every single minute of it if you want to take a look uh, then later on in the week, uh, after they come down off of the peak, which was my lecture, uh, then they'll also be doing some more educational work and tours. Um, a Chickies Creek Stomp at Little Chickies Park. Uh, the uh, neat event uh, called Bugs in the Ecosystem, which I think is really fascinating. Uh, I'm not uh, a real... Um, bug expert, but uh, I knew that I know that insects and macroinvertebrates and stuff really do help to restore our ecosystem, especially along the Conestoga River. Then there's going to be a paddle uh, on the last day, on the 12th, a paddle from Marietta to Columbia. That, of course, will be along the Susquehanna River. Also that day, June the 12th, is a multiple location volunteer uh, Conestoga cleanup, where folks are going out into the river and they're pulling trash out. Uh, there was this incredible um, group of uh, folks from the Conestoga River Club and from Millersville University. They got together and did this massive cleanup uh, just earlier this year at uh, the um, uh, Windolph Landing Park in Lancaster Township. 
the items that were pulled out were then created by Millersville University students to create a, this, this uh, odd uh, art sculpture uh, on campus. So that was written up in the newspaper and was, was pretty cool. Um, but uh, there's so much stuff that has been dumped into the Conestoga River for decades. Uh, we, we just don't realize it's been buried, it's been you know, washed ashore, it's degrading, uh, deterior deteriorating away and causing inorganic chemicals and toxins to be released and killing off a lot of the uh, those bugs and macroinvertebrates that uh, that we really need to have a have a healthy river. So I am super excited for Lancaster Township to be able to partner with Lancaster Conservancy to offer these um, opportunities for education, for involvement, for engagement, for donations, because uh, Lancaster Conservancy is looking to raise funding through all this uh, awareness that they're raising. Uh, but the work that they do to um, uh, preserve the the uh, woodlands and the environment that we have in the county is, is, is just completely unique. It's, it's just wonderful. So I really thank you uh, for this chance to uh, grab your microphone for a few minutes. And uh, I do yeah, hope that uh, things, well, things go well for, for you guys and, uh, and good fortune in uh, helping everybody get a good night's rest. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, we do appreciate that. Uh, so, let, let's dig into the Conestoga River cleanup a little bit. I'll have you tell us, I've got a, a question for you, but then um, where do people sign up for Water Week events and specifically the Conestoga River cleanup? Because you've got 12 miles of it in Lancaster Township specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we sure tending do. To uh, cleaning up. Right. So it's, it's not open for all 12 miles for people to go down to the river and pull stuff out. Some of it, frankly, isn't safe for people to go down in. Uh, other spots, there's stinging nettles and poison ivy and, and all kinds of nasty stuff. We, so we want to have it organized. We want to keep it safe. We want to keep it well coordinated. Um, a lot of the other municipalities are joining in as well. Lancaster City, East Lampeter Township, Upper Laycock Township, uh, several others are, are helping out and they are uh, actually hauling the trash away after it gets uh, extracted and then gathered together. Um, but uh, if people would like to sign up, I would encourage them to do an internet search on Lancaster Conservancy Water Week. And then there are a variety of videos that Folks can look at information that they'd like to uh, to uh, learn about. Uh, there's a series of videos, including last year's High Mark, the uh, uh, history of Lank of Conestoga River, uh, Part One. That was last year, so they can take a look at that. Uh, and then there's also a, a the whole list of all the events. And if you click on uh, June the 12th, Conestoga cleanup, that'll take you to uh, another page that shows all the different locations where folks can uh, be involved and uh, allows them to, uh, to sign up. Um, so I really would hope that everybody could uh, take a look at that and get involved in the way that suits them best. Uh, Benton, it sounds like these events um, and maybe the cleanup too is, um, sounds like they're kid friendly and, and family friendly. Would you describe them that way? For the most part, 
Um, some of the Conestoga cleanup work, uh, parents would want to make sure that uh, they stay with their children, monitor what they're doing um, so that, uh, you know, they're, they're well protected and, and well watched over. Uh, some of the, uh, the trash cleanup in, in years past has been close to roads. And uh, we've been very concerned about, you know, children wandering off and uh, we, we just don't want that to happen. So parents are encouraged, especially on the Conestoga cleanup to, to watch over their children. But there's a, a whole host of other uh, things that are especially geared for children uh, at the Science Factory, at the North Museum, uh, where uh, those facilities know how to receive and welcome and, and uh uh, communicate with with children. So there's some great stuff online. Uh, there's also some videos uh, online for children uh, that uh, um, I think are are really well geared for them. Yeah. Uh, question I thought of here as we're talking. So, what is the most common piece of trash debris that you trudge out that you get out of the river, and where should it go that somebody might not be aware of instead of going in. Uh, yeah, yeah. The most common and annoying uh, <laughs> are tires, automobile tires. I thought that. Sometimes uh, even with the wheels and the hubcaps left on them. Uh, oh, wow. We pulled a, a full tractor tire out of the river uh, near my house uh, up in Mannheim Township uh, on Saturday, a full tractor tire. And I got to roll that across the ground and, and into the dumpster that Mannheim Township had donated for our use. Uh, we pulled a fiberglass hull of a boat out. Uh, and years past, the Conestoga River cleanup has pulled an ATM, you know, a, a money machine out. Now, <laughs> I don't know if we, if we found any, any uh, moolah in it, but... Uh, uh, for sure, it had moolah at some point, and uh, somebody decided to dump the evidence by dumping it in the river. The weirdest thing yeah. that I've ever known to be pulled out of Conestoga is a vending machine for billiard balls. I didn't even know there was such a thing. And why would somebody dump it in that the river? That sense. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, right? That seems to so, me like it would be like that's an the weirdest for thing. somebody, like an arcade or... Uh, so I'll look into tires, that to see if um, I can get that delivered to your place if you wanted to restore it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would uh, be for decades. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe decades have, could use it. Billiard tables, maybe, but yeah, um, right, right. On the car you tires, guys have, have them on. on the car tires. Uh, for car tires, is that something that uh, Lancaster County uh, Solid Waste Management would be able to take in there on Harrisburg Pike? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, we have a tremendous the asset there. Yeah, um, and the the uh, Solid Waste Management Authority, Lakswama, they are a participant in the Conestoga River cleanup as well because they allow the municipalities that are pulling this uh, trash out, they allow them free tipping fees. So uh, we have a specified window of time great. when we can roll in and just dump uh, everything that comes out of the river, and there's a, been a lot. So God bless them for uh, for helping us out with that. So some of the employees yeah, of Lakswama have also come out and and pitched a hand pulling this stuff out of the river. So it's just a really great 
community uh, effort that uh, that has come together through the conservancy. Just a, out of sheer curiosity, have you ever found anything uh, maybe antique that's been worth money that's been able to be restored and that money goes back to the conservancy, anything like that? Not that I know of and certainly not that I've seen, but I've heard tell that scuba divers actually go in and they found pocket watches. Um, they found some mm. firearms. Uh, <laughs> You know, they, they find uh, spectacles and, and I don't know if those things are worth are worth money or if they're just uh, an item of curiosity. But uh, uh, there's there, there's been some things that have been found when when we go in and pull stuff out. You know, it's we're just we're just ripping and tugging. So it's it's not really something yeah. that uh, yeah. we're trying to, to salvage and save. Um, but uh, who knows what else has been found? Yeah. Are you, uh, you kayak on the river there or canoe? You get into any of those activities yourself? The Conestoga River Club uh, is a, uh, a, a new uh, nonprofit group, and they really encourage uh, kayaking and, and enjoyment of the river. They've invited me out a few times. They actually took members of city council out on a recent kayak trip to help uh, Lancaster City uh, government officials see the river in a completely different way. Uh, I haven't done that yet. I've been out on a canoe. And unfortunately, you go in a canoe and you're drafting a little deeper than on a kayak. And uh, I was, I had to get out and tug the canoe more than I was able to paddle it. So that was kind of frustrating. But uh, you get some part of the river, some parts of the river, it's just beautiful. It really is. Others, it's not so much the Conestoga as it's the Conestinky. You know, it's uh, some places where the combined sewer overflow comes out into the river. It's really not all that pleasant. But, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with it as a community. We're trying to make it better. Um, and uh, uh, kayaking and, and getting people more familiar with it as a river rather than a ditch is something that uh, that I hope we can we can all achieve. Well, that's great. Well, yeah, I've had some friends do the kayaking and, and even do um, tubes, uh, float down the Conestoga on tubes, but I, I've never tried it. Yeah, I heard uh, uh, that a couple decades ago, one of the, the boys from Kunzler Meat, I think it was... Uh, uh, the late John Kunzler, uh, he had an uh, an airboat, you know, that rides on top of the water and it has the propeller behind it. And he ran up and down. Uh, that was a story oh, I wow. heard. And, yeah. and I, I trust you guys know that the Conestoga used to be a lot deeper. Uh, and there was a steamship paddle wheel boat that went from East King Street down to Rocky Springs. So it was it was that an was amazing not- river back then. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a, a neat article in uh, this past Sunday's uh, newspaper with uh, a lot of great information that was pulled together. Me and a couple other uh, knuckleheads who uh, love the Conestoga River, we we uh, were interviewed and provided information about the history of the Conestoga. It's amazing stories. That's amazing. So well, that's great. Uh, well, Benton, I really appreciate you joining us. Um, you know, we hope that people can, first of all, come out and help. Okay. So we're going to get all the details of Water Week, all the stuff you talked about, the links, 
make it a little easier for people. LancasterConnects.com is always the hub for these episodes. Um, you know, this episode here where you're joining us on a little different with the, with Memorial day, Monday, um, uh, our obligations for the business lead us to record this early. So we're happy to have, uh, Benton on here for episode 13, along with some clips from the previous 12 episodes. Uh, but LancasterConnects.com has got all the information, uh, so you can connect with, uh, Benton ahead of time. Uh, in advance of Water Week to help with the cleanup, learn about all the festivities that are otherwise geared for your family or your interests around Water Week. Um, the River Club about kayaking, a lot of fun. Our production team loves kayaking, apparently. They've been whispering in my ear. So that's great. You've inspired them too. Um, the, 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 is it, it, it is the Conestoga River Club that does the kayaking. Is that right? In the canoeing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there are a couple of uh, private uh, uh, outfitters who will you know rent uh, canoes and kayaks and do shuttle services for people so it's it's really kind of a burgeoning activity i, I love it i just love it yeah well that's great well thank you for sharing it and thank you for for being a part of positive action in our community you know helping out uh, we really appreciate you uh giving back that's what the show's about and uh, sure. that's why we launched the podcast to shine light on folks like yourself and those, those actions and activities that people can take and do in our community. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Great. And props to you guys for spreading the word. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, it wouldn't be an episode of Lancaster Connects without a food truck part to the episode. So this special edition uh, episode of Lancaster Connects, we've got a really great uh, food truck fundraiser uh, for you. And, uh, Ben's going to tell you all about it. I just feel like there's an emergency with the fire trucks in the background. Man, got to get to the good food truck food. Get <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, it's an emergency. You got to get there before Absolutely. they sell out, right? Absolutely. So uh, Saturday, June 5th, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Stauffer Park, the Occupational Development Center and Mannheim Township Recreation Department are having their second attempt at their third annual ODC food truck event at Stauffer Park. Unfortunately, COVID canceled their attempt last year, so they could use a lot of hungry mouths this year for uh, support. Uh, they will have delicious food from a variety of food trucks, which we will get to in just a moment. Uh, plus music. Uh, there's fun for the kids, police cars, fire engines to tour, as well as other family-friendly activities. Uh, last time around, they had more than 3,000 people in attendance, and many of the food trucks sold out. I think this year they're going to have even more food. Uh, so uh, raise more money. Uh, please bring cash. That's important. A lot of the food trucks uh, are cash only. Um, and there will also be local product raff raffles and a 50-50 raffle uh, that uh, requires cash. So definitely uh, bring your cash. Please silence your cell phones. Jeffrey. Sorry. If you plan on hanging out and enjoying the music and entertainment, please bring lawn chairs and blankets and Without further ado, the food trucks in attendance are the Reunion Food Truck, Grape Leaf Cafe, Lickety Split, which is hand-dipped ice cream, Blazin' Jays, M&M &M &M Catering, LLC, G's Concessions, Kurt's Concessions, The Crazy Train, Scoopo Dough, Savories, Funnel Cakes, Stir It Up Steph, and Bubble Wow Waffles. Any idea what Bubble Wow Waffles is? I'm fixing to find out. Oh, yeah? At Salford Park? <laughs> Stalford Park. This, June 5th. Yeah. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And they are, uh, Stalford Park is 1241 Lidditz Pike in Lancaster. 
sounds like an amazing event. Uh, so bring a big appetite and bring some, uh, you can't bring Bitcoin or Dogecoin, Dogecoin. <laughs> you got to bring cash. So bring a, bring a wallet full of cash. All right. And uh, help out the, uh, the folks there. Uh, last year has been really tough for everybody. This is a great way to uh, kind of hit the reset for them and help them with their fundraising efforts. Uh, sounds like it'll be a great day there um, at Stalford Park. So uh, in this special edition episode, we're going to continue on, and it's time for some amazing clips of the last 12 episodes of Lancaster Connects. Coming to you live from the Dream Room at Gardner's Mattress and more, welcome to Lancaster Connects. Hey, so we are very excited to produce this show, uh, Lancaster Connects. The whole idea here is to gather local charities, local heroes, local businesses to showcase the very best of what Lancaster has to offer. So our local neighbors and friends can really thrive, be more productive, be happier and live generously. And this show brings together all those great people. So I have a little admission for you. Uh, we are very, very good at helping our customers wake up happy, wake up pain-free uh, with a new mattress and sleep system. But uh, dipping our toes into podcasting and video production podcasting, I can promise you this, we will have some mistakes. Here we are, uh, episode two, where it feels like it took forever to get from one to two. Um, <laughs> It's only one number away. Right, I know. But boy, <laughs> that that divide is pretty wide like the Grand Canyon. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Ben. We're here. Episode we are here. three. Dude, you're looking some 1080p right now. 1080p. <laughs> so a little inside joke there. We've, uh, we've, we've uh, to bring you this great podcast, this great quality podcast. And uh, I will say thanks to our production team at Get Super Serial. They've uh, helped us all along the way, helped us understand what we need to do. and. We are coming at you, I guess, now and officially, like official, official, 1080p. Welcome, everybody. I think I gave you the uh, eye flash there in the intro. Uh, <laughs> well, at least you didn't take my line this time. I didn't take your line. No, I mean, we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to that line. Yeah, we had three episodes where we just <laughs> nailed the intro, and then I go and totally mess it up, and then there's all this nonsense. So if you got the... Holy crap, eyes. That was because I was <coughs> shocked I didn't mess it up for a fourth time. So, uh, yeah. Hey, here we are. This is episode five. We're really excited about the momentum we're building with the show. So here we are, episode uh, episode eight. And uh, we are off to the races, podcasting, being sleep better guys, mattress yeah. guys. Last week I was a uh, mattress and, uh, or not mattress rather, but box spring foundation guy. That's right. Went out to the Amish countryside, Western Pennsylvania, got a whole bunch of uh, Amish-made heavy-duty foundations, or as our listeners would know them, box springs. The updated term is foundation. All your support is in a mattress now, but uh, we buy those direct from an Amish outfit in the Western part of the state, Homer City to be exact. And uh, funny thing about that trip, there's uh, there's one of the guys there, he's a real smart aleck, and uh <laughs> One of the Amish guys? Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a real comedian, a joker. My truck broke down. A new truck, no less. 600 and some miles on it, the rental truck we had. And uh, he says, you know, when I want my truck to work, I give it a carrot and smack it on the rear end. Yeah. Uh, horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A horse, of course, of course, is a horse. Mr. Ed, I get your reference. Yep, yep, yep. 
On episode 10 of Lancaster Connects, we're joined by Penny Talbert from Ephrata Public Library and Rob Reed from the Science Factory. On episode 11 of Lancaster Connects, we're joined by Ann Williams from Lancaster City Alliance and Chris Trendler from Decades. On this special pre-Memorial Day episode 12 of Lancaster Connects, we're joined by Anne-Marie Shaw from Building Bridges Foundation and journalist, historian, and author Larry Alexander. Coming to you from the dream room at Gardner's Mattress Amar, Lancaster Connects is brought to you by the Sleep Better book right over my shoulder. You can get the Sleep Better book. The other shoulder. Right. You can get the Sleep Better book by going to Gardner'sMattressamore.com. We'll mail you a free copy. Just go to Gardner'sMattressamore.com and we'll get you your very own copy of Sleep Better. I've really gotten into podcasting mm. lately. Um, you know, if you're looking for some inspiration, some motivation, uh, and you're in your car, uh, turn off the news, the talk radio, even even the regular radio, uh, and uh, listen to us because we can we can, we can give you some joy, right? <laughs> we can give you some bloopers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the blooper. We need to do like a whole episode of Jeff screwing up. <laughs> I mean, well, we, I don't think it's just you. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we could like get seven episodes out of that. I got to wear a couple of jackets. Um, baseball practice starts tonight. It was supposed to be Wednesday. Wednesday, well, it rained, and now it's tonight. And, uh, you know, it's going to be about 43 degrees. With uh, seven-year-olds. Yeah, uh, a bunch of them. And uh, I, won't, I won't take your advice and, and plunk one. <laughs> But, uh, that was to be off-camera stuff, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know it was in jest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, to fill the listeners in, I mean, the suggestion was, if they're not listening, you plunk Give them a fastball in the ribs. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah I mean, that's the way. Yep, yep, yep. That's the way I was brought up. <laughs> I mean, my, 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 first, kids respect. <laughs> my first baseball coach, no kidding, smoking cigarettes on the mound, and he smoked them like this. It was... It was <laughs> If the pen is the cigarette, is like that, and he just lob it in at you. And One I mean, time. And I mean, man, if you didn't get back, I mean, if he 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 had no problem giving you the sweet chin music, no problem. <laughs> the, the '80s were fantastic. They were fun times. <laughs> I, I think my goal is to try to to weave a Seinfeld reference into every sure, every podcast. Every podcast should be every day. <laughs> that, you know me. That that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was neat this morning. I got in, and the first thing Nick said to me, he's like, I saw you guys three or four times in my news feed. There you go. Yeah, we're just showing up. So we've we've moved beyond mom. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah. And in the echelon of, of podcast video show success, moms, employees, right? Yeah, we're, getting, yeah, we're, we're, we're there. Great success. <laughs> Great success. How you can help your neighbors uh, by joining the Lancaster Connects community. This is very important to us, so we'll talk about that. Our Pet of the Week segment, Kermit the Dog, not to be confused with his cousin Kermit the Frog. Hi-ho. <laughs> you just, you know, look, if, if you've got your spouse at home, right? I've got a work spouse, and I learned something new about, and he's, and he, you know, I learned something new every day. The singing and now the, the Kermit noise, that was pretty good. Yeah, yep, yep. That was pretty good. So, so, you know, the funny thing about the Kermit noise is apparently when I raise my voice and like, so during basketball, I was announcing the players' names, you know, I was like, <laughs> you know, like we six and seven year old boys. We I know exactly them. where this is going. So I raise my voice and apparently I sound like Kermit the Frog when I, when I get loud. <laughs> well, at any rate, you can get all of our hijinks uh, on our podcast show. Remember, this show is also available as a podcast. You can find the links at Lancaster Connects. Dot com. Please like and share this video. Leave a comment. 
tell a friend about this show. We would greatly uh, appreciate that. Uh, there on the screen, you can see the various podcast icons. So it might remind you, oh yeah, I listened to that one. Search up Lancaster Connects in that one. We'll get you square. So uh, let's bring on our guests. Uh, we, we, we said hello to them earlier. Maybe we can get um, the story from Penny. Uh, Penny's from the Effort of Public Library. Penny, um, uh, and, and there's Rob. Hey, Rob, from the Lancaster Science Factory. Uh, Penny, go ahead and tell your story uh, that uh, might have been traumatic, perhaps. <laughs> well, it was traumatic, and it was Valentine's Day, I believe, of 2003. Okay. And my husband, my husband at the time was my brand new boyfriend. Yep, and he, he uh, Jason, the, he used former Gardner's employee. Right, many years ago, that's how, took that's how me we to met. the mattress yep. store to look at mattresses, and I was greeted by a barbershop quartet that followed me around the store singing to me for Valentine's Day, which was <laughs> horrifying, absolutely horrifying. What? So, and, and apparently I was part of this barbershop quartet, which, which I, I was, I was, I was, uh, in the Lancaster Red Rose men's chorus with my friend, yep. uh, Greg Mazurk, and he was a director of the chorus at that time. And I was, I was there with him one year and, uh, right. part and of his barbershop quartet. he was my daughter's quartet. music teacher. Yes, that's right. So, that's right. Oh, so yeah, I knew him from so there. Many. So yeah, you guys followed me around the store <laughs> as I ran behind mattresses to hide from the humiliation because there were a lot of other people in the store at the time who had no idea why I was being followed by men singing love songs to me. <laughs> so, was there more, so songs, so there was more than one song? It was about 20 minutes, yeah. It was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Rob, poor Rob. Welcome, Rob. You know, you're, you're kind of coming into this conversation like I am. Like, this is, this is totally new some strange information. Yes. So, Rob, let, let's. Rob, do you sing? By the way. No, no, God, no. You know, I was, I was so surprised. Uh, for everybody listening, our production team kind of took over a little bit. We've been so busy here at the store, took over helping us get guests, and you know, I think they hit a home run um, having Michelle and the Wolf Sanctuary join us. Uh, if you're, if you're like one of those impatient folks like me. Uh, and you want to know immediately what Wolf Sanctuary is, you can go to uh, wolfsanctuarypa.org. And if you're Ben, you would go www.wolfsanctuarypa.org. <laughs> O-R-G. <laughs> yes. For yes. those that don't know. So welcome, Michelle. We'll get, back to you, uh, we'll get back to you in just a second. All right. Thanks for joining us. We I really think we've appreciate got it. wolves, right? To show later on? Yeah. I mean, are you the guy that at Christmas time, as the kids opening up the present, you're like, enjoy your PlayStation? Seriously? Well, you want to you welcome the next guest? Jeff noticed on Facebook that my wife tagged me in uh, a Facebook post. Um, there's a lady in Lancaster County who is uh, referred to as the egg roll lady. And she makes some fantastic egg rolls and fried rice. And she... Typically pops up at like yard sales, different neighborhoods. People request for her to be like at their, you know, yard sale or whatnot. Event or party or and, whatever. Yeah. you know, you go to get, you know, she's pretty quick, but she has a line like 15, 20 people deep. Um, people follow her around. They, you know, obviously my wife does. So, so is um, it like egg roll groupies? It, it probably Kinda egg like, roll groupies. Uh, Grateful Dead, how they have the whole people who... Like they've developed a whole <laughs> ecosystem of people, right? Along. Stickers and you know the whole thing. Nice. Um, you know, you have to be careful though. There is an imposter, 
because, you know, I went to a neighborhood one time, this was a couple years ago, and there were signs for egg rolls. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I was in the right neighborhood and I went this direction. Here I was at the wrong egg roll lady. And I got, I got, um, you got inferior egg rolls. I got inferior egg rolls and I got yelled at when I got home. Well, speaking of, <laughs> I got yelled at, you brought home the wrong food, man. Anyway, um, recently there was, um, uh, a survey locally of cheesesteaks. And I happen, you know, I know it would be hard to believe, but, you know, I happen to be a fan of cheesesteaks, <laughs> if you can't tell. So my favorite cheesesteak locally would be Cravings Deli over off of Lidditz Pike, kind of sits behind the bank there on the corner. Um, they make a really great cheesesteak. They know how to make it. I happen to make pretty good cheesesteaks. I'm a connoisseur. Uh, I do them on my uh, Blackstone. And I'll give you a little pro tip. If, you're, if you don't want the soggy bun, um, and this is, this is technically cheesesteak blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> so, and we're going to have, uh, you know, be, real quick, as I get, I'll leave you hanging on cheesesteak blasphemy. And behind the scenes here, we've got a great production team, Get Super Cereal. So in my ear right now, uh, I've got Simon and Billy, our producers. They're telling me that Audrey wants in on the egg roll discussion, so we're going to get her in real quick. Matthew, if you've got a restaurant you like, we'll bring you in. We're going to kind of go off script uh, because the producers, you know, this is your fault. Simon Audrey's in the background going like this. Yeah, tag me, tag me. Anyway, cheesesteak <laughs> blasphemy. So here's here's what I do uh, for the cheesesteaks I make when I'm doing them camping and uh, in the backyard on the Blackstone because uh, I hate when it falls apart because it's all you got the cheesy, greasy goodness. It all falls out the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't soggy bottoms are bad. Anyhow, um, prosciutto. Take a little thin slice of prosciutto. Uh -huh. Do all your stuff. Chop up all your meat. Get the cheese in there. Little flash of the prosciutto on the gr gr griddle top. Put that on top. All in the bun. You've got a fantastic carrying device for all that cheesesteak goodness, and that's the uh, that's the way it goes. That's so, impressive. Yeah. So anyway, Audrey, egg rolls. Let's. Uh, what do you got? Oh my gosh, the egg roll lady is amazing. I found her at a yard sale a few years ago. <laughs> I have been following her ever since. She definitely has a Facebook following. Um, I'll spread the word to my friends and let them know. Let, let's meet up at this yard sale with the egg roll lady. I guess we'll have to see what happens with COVID and. Um, if she comes back out, I think she will, but I can definitely vouch for her egg rolls are exemplary and very good. <laughs> so, well, and that's, that was the point of the, uh, so my, my wife tagged me in a, in a Facebook post of hers, um, uh, like three minutes before the podcast started and said, you know, you know, we, we gotta, that, that Saturday night dinner is, is the egg roll lady. So we're definitely going there tomorrow. So, so hang on a second. So is, so can we gauge pandemic, uh, you know, movement, positivity yeah, by yeah. when the egg roll lady pops up and the frequency thereof, kind of like the groundhog in the shadow. The world thing. is getting back to normal. Is that, is that what it is? That's you see the shadow of the That's egg great. roll, it's safe to come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, we're, we're so blessed. Uh, and I'll tell you, I come, uh, I, I came the long way. Uh, to Lancaster County. I'm originally from Venezuela, South America, and came here to boarding school and then uh, to college in Pennsylvania, met my husband, and then he was from Lancaster County, so I ended up here. And I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else um, because of what we've already said, the, the quality of the people and the quality of life. But uh, even though we're a small community, look at the arts and theater that we have and 
and the, the great restaurants that are getting the attention of even New York City. So uh, we, we have much to contribute. And then the, our children have the opportunity to get good education, great education. But we need everybody to be able to enjoy all of this. And uh, affordable housing is definitely a major need in Lancaster County. Um, I think I already mentioned that more than half of those that we assist are employed, but um, they can't afford. Uh, the, the average rent for a, for a family is $834 in Lancaster. And that's out of the reach if you're making uh, a minimum wage. So people have to work you know, multiple jobs in order to be able to afford a home. If you're on disability, you know, you're likely going to be in a boarding house. Um, so it's uh, affordable housing. It, it is a problem that re Lancaster recognizes and, and are working on. You know, I, I think oftentimes people look at uh, giving of time or, or giving of, of uh, money or donations and, and trying to make an impact. They think that something big needs to happen and that they're not maybe able to make something big happen. And I don't think that that should be the, the mindset that people have. You know, it's easy to look at something like the Extraordinary Give, which is fantastic, and, you know, think, well, I don't have that kind of money. I can't, I can't give the way that, that others can give. But I think if we use our eyes and ears every day, just in our normal walks of life, a, a difference can be made to somebody by just doing something small. Um, you know, uh, you know, helping somebody across the street, maybe not, you know, making the, uh, an impact, um, or it might be just a, a, a silly example. But I, I think if we just look for small things that we can do to make a difference in somebody's life, uh, and we look to do that often, um, we listen to each other and we use our eyes to see what small impact we can make. And those small impacts can make bigger impacts. And I, I think that's, um, you know, not just something for Lancaster, but, but, you know, uh, just in general, but, um, I know there's, there's hundreds of opportunities that we all are faced with in a week's time. I was, you know, we were, we were kind of, you know, in the parking lot and the little complex there for the carnival. And I see this, this little guy, um, all of a sudden he's, he's aside of the trailer singing. And it was your, I guess would be your nephew. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's Bubba. He's singing his heart out and pouring down, I mean, pouring rain. And he just wanted to get the national anthem off to kind of kick off the, uh, the convoy because rain or shine, the convoy is going to roll on. And, uh, you know, I see him singing. I say, gee whiz, what, what, a sh what a shame for this little guy. He wants to sing, got, you know, main stage got shut down because of the rain. Um, so, I reach out to our barnstormers contact and I say, we've got, I know, I know you've got the spots filled, but we've got to find a way to get, uh, to get Bubba in, in front of a big, big crowd. And so that's what we did. We, and that's, that's how I became kind of connected to your family, got to know what you guys do. Um, and, you know, long story short, we got Bubba in front of a barnstormers crowd of, I think about five, 6,000 people. And, he sang God Bless America and brought the house down. He dude has some pipes. He's got some pipes for sure. Like I said in the intro, right? Like you don't have to go to New York City to kind of connect to some of these things that you might right. think of. Is that is that am I doing this justice? Feels like I'm rambling. Yeah, no, you are. I think I think, you know, people that have traveled 
certainly encounter things in California or in New York or wherever and are surprised and pleased to see that, you know, the Lancaster health community is really changing the landscape. And I always say that we like to hold it all. I think sometimes we need acute care. We need that conventional care, but we also need to kind of, you know, um, take care of our bodies in a preventative way. So we need sort of the whole person care. And so our magazine really tries to be inclusive to that and not just um, promote one way of living, but kind of a whole way of living. And by the way, you know, that what you were talking about with your initiatives to take care of the environment in terms of mattress waste, that was just one of the many reasons why I came to you guys to buy a mattress, um, plus the natural options that you offer and that kind of thing. But you really do have a mindset for our environment and our community that resonates with our magazine, kind of how we care for the community as a whole in all of these different ways, both the individual persons, but also how we care for our land and our resources. So I really appreciate that about you. And I think that's why you resonate. And that's why it makes sense to have that advertising relationship. So thanks. So the whole premise of this show is about making connections, uh, being impactful in our community. And uh, one thing we had uh, the wonderful uh, Wagner family on episode two, if you missed it, you really check it out. Um, they run a charity that their family created called Little Hands, Big Plans, all designed to raise money for Make-A-Wish. Uh, I became, we became aware of the Wagner family through a Make-A-Wish event that we uh, contributed to a few years back, 2018, actually. Hard to believe it's three oh, years ago yeah. already. Time flies. Uh, time flies for everybody. Um, but uh, so Baba, a very special child, um, Make-A-Wish child. Um, with uh, with health issues and uh, to refresh everybody, kind of catch you up. Uh, Bubba was going to sing the anthem at the truck convoy kickoff. It got delayed because of the or or got canceled because of the rain. We made connections with the barnstormers. Had them come out and sing um, mid mid game. Uh, God bless America, and uh, just it just like knocked it dead. Did he nailed fan, it. Nailed it. Did a fantastic job. So. Where I'm getting with this, uh, this kid is such a special kid. Um, his name's actually Keith, but uh, everybody calls him Bubba. As his mother, Tanya, said, he was her little Bubba the minute she saw him and adopted him. Um, but uh, whenever anybody is brought to your attention who's struggling, um, whatever you do, give good thoughts, pray, add karmic goodness to the universe, whatever it is that you do uh, when you hear of a need like this, uh, Bubba needs it. The Wagner family needs it right now. Uh, so I would just ask that you uh, that you do that. All right. So Bubba, we're thinking of you. Uh, you had an impact on us. We really, uh, we really wish you nothing but the best. All right. So stay strong, kid. You'll get through. Um, you know, I think it's very easy for folks to take for granted, especially with the amount of food waste that goes on in our nation. Um, I think it's easy to take for granted the fact that most can just go to their fridge, their cupboard, their pantry and, and eat. What, in your opinion, uh, from you seeing this, what causes the need for food? What, why are people struggling with that? Because I think it's important for people to understand that because possibly if you understand this, um, that might be a way for you to connect and, and make an impact if you understand that problem. Maybe you can't donate time to a food pantry. Maybe you can't necessarily afford to donate food, but if you understand the problem, 
maybe there's an opportunity there to help. So why don't you share where you see the need arising from? Well, obviously the pandemic has uh, uh, been a, a, a big factor. However, pre-pandemic, we're talking about people that are from uh, working families that sometimes need a little help. Uh, uh, could be because their income is too low. And by the way, they, they qualify to get food by telling us uh, self-reporting their income. They have to fill out information once a year to get on our books so they can do that. So you're talking about, a lot of times you're talking about working people that have maybe more kids. Uh, one of the parents or both might be unemployed for a short time. So they're gonna come in and get some help. Uh, these are people basically that are at the borderline of making it. And uh, uh, we also have a, a fair number of uh, retirees, sent, uh, senior citizens that um, uh, may be limited by their income, might be only Social Security. Uh, you think about senior citizens, some senior citizens, they, they worked all their life. Uh, they may not have had an opportunity for a 401k. Uh, they uh, possibly were working or making it from paycheck to paycheck and consequently, because of that, they could never put any money into savings. They just needed a little help. And by coming there, we can help them with food and try to give them uh, nutritional things that uh, they can really use. And uh, you wouldn't believe how grateful they are. Uh, they uh, continually thank you. I had a person last week that came. Uh, she was a first time client. She was just there to get help hopefully for a couple of weeks. And uh, uh, after we pack, uh, gave her the food and things like that, she started crying. And that, that's a tough one. Met my beautiful wife, who I mentioned in the beginning of the show. We also did a charity event when we first started. Um, the Sandwich Factory actually hosted it, so I have to give them a shout-out. We called it Warm Up Lancaster. The It, it was years ago when the, the news broke of the, the homeless man dying next to um, – one of his compadres as they were huddled together for warmth. And we both realized that nobody should ever have to go through that, especially not in Lancaster city um, or anywhere in the world for that matter. And we ran an event. It was covered by LNP. It was covered all over social media and we ended up donating, I mean, truckloads. I don't remember the final amount, um, but truckloads of hats, gloves, coats, as much as we could to, to local, local homeless shelters, distributed them to the homeless. Um, and that was kind of my, that was the defining moment for me. I, I just realized that there's so much more than just living here. It's every single person, no matter their situation or background, makes Lancaster as awesome as it is. Uh, Simon, if we can get that Hempfield food pantry. Um, oh, no, we're not doing Hempfield. See? Here we go. A little <laughs> out there this week. <laughs> the blooper reels. <laughs> anyway. A few years ago, probably about 15 years ago, when I worked in outside sales, um, I really hated cold calling. And I found that my best technique was to, you know, meet somebody on the inside. So what I did was my buddy Dan and I created a group called the Lancaster 505 Happy Hour Group. And 
we would meet every Wednesday at a different local bar for networking. And at that time, the other networking organizations were just all these entry-level employees, and they would shove a business card in your pocket and expect you to work with them. Well, our group was different. We were like, no name tags, come in, have a drink, see if you get to like us. And we would support local restaurants. Um, eventually, we got up to the point where on Wednesdays, we would bring between 80 and 100 patrons out to a local restaurant. And if you're in the restaurant business, you know Wednesday is usually your, your worst day. So um, near the end of doing that, I met my wife. And uh, that kind of, I don't know, curtailed my efforts of going out every Wednesday and drinking in bars. So, but I still had this list of contacts. So I emailed all them and had this idea about doing the Santa stumble. So the second Saturday of December, let's all dress up and go out and, you know, do a bar crawl. Well, so many people RSVP'd. I thought, okay, let's take a $5 donation per person and we'll donate it to the mounted police. And I called whoever the, uh, the the duty sergeant was just to let them know you're going to have 40 or 50 people walking around dressed like Santa Claus. And, you know, it's uh, we're not going to cause any problems, kind of all that stuff. So we had fun. Well, then the word of mouth got out. And then the second year, we had like 250 people. And then it just started going crazy. And uh, I think our biggest year, we raised over $40,000 in one year. Uh, another year, thirty-five. So we're well over a hundred thousand dollars donated to the mounted police and canine units for the city. The area that might work the best. If you're not able to foster, that's totally fine. We have volunteers that help with calling uh, references for adopted families. Uh, we have volunteers that help with home visits. We do home visits for all of our adopters. Um, so we have people going out all over the place and just meeting with potential adopters and talking about our dogs. We also have fundraising events that come up and we have people that help, you know, running um, outreach and info tables and helping sort merchandise and those kinds of things. So we're always looking for volunteers and people that are looking to get involved. Sounds like a great thing for the mm -hmm. Lancaster Connects community. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, listen again, you, this is what this show is about. Um, you know, Audrey, I really thank you for your time. Uh, Simon, maybe we, maybe we, this feels like it's a good time to highlight our pet of the week, who just so happens to be from Pity's Love Peace. Um, so maybe we'll get that up and I can talk about Nellie. But I mean, seriously, this is what this show is about. You know, yes, we're coming to you live. We forgot. We're coming to you live from our dream room. This is a place you can try a mattress out before you buy it. Uh, and there's beautiful Nellie. I'll get to her in Whoa, just a second. Nellie. But, uh, you know, this isn't a show about mattresses. This is a show about giving back to the community that supports our business. We think this is a very unique way to do it. Highlight local charities, local heroes, local businesses doing good and create a portal, a connection point, a hub for people to make better connections into where they live and want to remain and build the, the strength of our community. So please go to LancasterConnects.com. If you have five hours a week, you can give one hour a week you can give. We're not people who we know are searching like Google provides a ton of tools and then the social media platforms as well that we can make sure that we're only showing ads to people who are interested in the products and services that our clients have to offer. Um, and then Google specifically, like you guys, as an example, like we're not going to have you guys show up if someone goes in and types in uh, swimming pools, Lancaster PA, because it makes absolutely no sense. But if someone types in anything related to sleep or mattresses or things like that, 
you can optimize a website in a way that they'll show up your website on Google when that type of search happens. Yeah. I've, I bored Ben so much he laughed. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I think actually why Ben disappeared is very connective to something you just shared, which I'm very impressed by. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the show, we're on the grind here. We're, we're short staffed. Uh, we're actually recording this episode before hours. We're running a couple minutes behind where we got the doors open. We have a delivery truck that arrived. And right now in the crazy logistical times, maybe you've heard there's a ship stuck in the Suez Canal. Logistics are crazy. So we're not going to turn away freight, which has our uh, mattresses on for our customers. So that's where Ben had to run to real quick, but we're going to steer this back. You know, we ended about sending you around the County family and tow, and then the next two events were murder. So we're going to wrap up with full moon comedy barn and barrel at the Mount hope estate in Mannheim, eight to 10 Saturday, April 17th tickets are 15 bucks in advance or $20 on the day of. And again, you can go to PA Ren fair, I liked how you spelled that because, you know, it's the old uh, old English spelling of fair, yep. I guess. Yep. So P-A Renfair, F-A-I-R-E, P-A Renfair.com. That's full moon comedy. Uh, so it looks like a lot of events to do in and around Lancaster. A lot of fun. And uh, all jokes aside, I'm sure the family will enjoy all of it. Um, even though I kind of thought it was pretty funny. We're going to send Ben around and then it's murder time. <laughs> I'm wondering if um, if Joe might be able to get them to howl. Come on, Vivian. Shut the front door. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, that was Joe. Oh, there it is. That's awesome. That is just incredible. Joe, you're very good at the at the at the howling because you fooled me. Totally got me. Well they're all gonna I thought Vivian was that's the ventriloquist ad from from earlier. (laughs) The egg rolls were fantastic. Fantastic. Um, but the date was more of a it more consisted of an hour long wait on a sidewalk in line, which, you know, that's what you expect when you go to get popular food. Um so uh, yeah, it was at a yard sale. She was she was there. I pulled up. Uh, I had to park two blocks down the road, and walked up. And there's a line, and you you just wait. And it was you know it was kind of kind of like the suit Nazi episode from from <laughs> from Seinfeld. Um, like I I was nervous getting up at the front of the line. Are you like, serious? Well, because you have to place your order right. You know, do you get? <laughs> 12 egg rolls or 24 and then you, you get, get a, thrown a from the sidewalk if you don't I've, do it right she was she's she's very nice they're, they're very nice but it's it's definitely an efficient process you get up there you place your order they put it all in the containers and, well, you, and there's a whole your way apparently there's a whole pressure of two blocks where the people lined up behind that's, you that's what i'm talking about so i you know place the order <laughs> give them the cash step aside get the food you know was at, I, I pictured costanza in line at the uh Soup Nazi stand, but no, they were they were fantastic. Egg roll ladies. Um, so I'm I'm pointing on the screen. You, you know, you you can point on the screen on your own watching, but I'm pointing at the screen. How was the little dipping sauce? Oh, that's great. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a duck sauce, but she puts some um, uh, some spice, spice in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. really really good. 
If you can't tell, I'm a fan of dipping sauces. Yep. You know, I like my, I love like just kind of laying out two, three different cups of things. And even if it doesn't necessarily complement egg rolls, like, oh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, like, you know, a little blue cheese with French fries. I like that from time to time. It's fantastic. I'm actually crying inside because I just started a gluten and dairy free diet. I wasn't going to go there. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Not not necessarily by choice, but kind of is. Uh, we don't need, we don't need to get into why, but uh, I can't I can't have you know. Yeah, you, you the, went out I with a flash and a bang yeah, with the so. egg roll lady. I um, I noticed that Ben's salad was the most salady <laughs> definition of salad yesterday as we were eating lunch in our office. It was very. Um, it wasn't salady. As, it was very like. Uh, it wasn't as disappointing as I thought it was going to be. But, but it had a very salady noise to it. If that makes crunchy. any sense at all. It was a lot of crunch. It was very salad-like. And I, I, I kind of felt the internal weeping a little bit. But it'll be for all the better. It'll be good. It was a it'll true big salad. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we've got a local history spot. Did you know that the first courthouse in Lancaster County was in a pub? Do you know that, Holly or Michelle? No. I don't think I did. Holly I'm not no surprised. Idea. I'm not surprised. Polly just heard pub. She's like, it's past noon. We can drink. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to jump in here. So when Lancaster County was established to rid Chester County of its thieves, vagabonds, and ill people, on May 10th, 1729, the provincial government of Pennsylvania reminded the new commissioners that several important tasks had to be accomplished. The three biggest were selecting a county seat, erecting a courthouse, and building a jail. I just had to deal with those people from Chester County. Yeah, it's not a Chick-fil-A. Yeah, maybe that's why the lighthouse stands at the <laughs> Lancaster-Chester County border. It's a beacon yeah. for them coming across. But seriously, I mean, Lancaster is a pretty rich area for history. At one point, Lancaster was the capital of the United States. And um, a lot of people have decided to make Lancaster County their home. And speaking of homes... How about that, that transition? transition. Oh, just nailed it's it. It's like a... Just nailed it. Just hit it. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when we're looking at mortgages for your home, um, Ben, why don't you uh, ask Holly here? Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hey, Ben. Holly. Are you there? Is this thing on? Yeah, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk to us about the murder mystery I dinner theater? I just seem to get the murder. <laughs> get <to> get the <laughs> like three weeks in a row now on the events, this, the schedule. I've, I'm the murder guy. And the train departs the station at 6 p.m. on those dates. So you can get tickets at strasburgrailroad.com. Liquor, moving trains, rescuing somebody. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to check that one out. Adventure. Now, everybody at the station here is a volunteer. We're 100% volunteer. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to serve in a number of different positions from president. I'm currently secretary. I've served as a lieutenant, captain, wow. assistant chief, and chief. And I'm currently serving as a chief engineer on the apparatus. So uh, covered most of the jobs here. Yeah. So that's 52 years of volunteer service to the community. Is that Do I have that, that correct? That is correct. Yes. Well, that's, that's been, incredible. So thank you for that. I know you're not looking for that. I mean, nobody does after 52 years of committing, you do it for your own reasons, but I'm saying that's just tremendous. So thank you 
for doing that for our Lancaster County community. That's just really incredible. So it was, you know, and this is where Ephrata, the town of Ephrata started here at the Cloister, not um, downtown. The town itself really takes off when the railroad comes to town and Mountain Springs Hotel where people would come take the waters. But the town of Ephrata really begins here at the Cloister. I heard there's a connection with the Revolutionary War. What is that connection? Sure. So the brothers here had a printing operation and they printed the largest book in the colonies prior to the American Revolution for their local Mennonite neighbors. That book was about 1500 pages. They made about 1500 copies. They did everything here. This uh, facility was selected to be used as a hospital after the Philadelphia campaign, the winter that uh, Washington was at Valley Forge, the winter of 77, 78. Uh, Ephrata, as well as the Moravian Church in Lidditz and in Bethlehem, were used as hospitals. And at that time, when they brought the uh, wounded here to be cared for by the brothers and sisters, and there were doctors assigned through the Continental Army as well, but one of the things that they did at that time was they found these empty pages of books and they, um, you know, they weren't bound yet, just paper. Continental Army needed paper. They used the paper to make um, musket cartridges. A musket bullet is essentially a paper tube. So they needed a paper for that. Ironically, that book was printed by the Mennonites to teach their children nonviolence of their religion. So uh, here's a book mm. printed for, you know, to teach passive nature of the Mennonite religion being turned into to bullets. And uh, obviously it was not very well received uh, by the community or by the Mennonites. Well, we keep our costs as low as possible because basically we're volunteer run. We have two very part-time paid employees. Outside of that, everything that we've done over the past 11 years has been volunteer. We hold as many fundraisers as we can. COVID really squashed a lot of that as it did for all nonprofits. But the local community has rallied behind us and we've done as many things online as possible. Um, last year alone, you know, COVID may stop social events and may stop uh, people from, um, you know, getting together in large groups, but it didn't stop the cancer diagnosis. So last year alone, we helped over 200 patients um, that needed us. We provide gap funding for people that are battling breast cancer, but we also, let's say you're a brother or a sister of, of someone who was diagnosed and you want to get the genetic testing or you want to have a mammogram or you, you need an ultrasound. Insurance companies don't always cover these things. We help with those as well. Gotcha. And you, you mentioned the uh, summer cash giveaway. You, um, we understand mm -hmm. you had to apply for a special paperwork for that. What's that about? <laughs> Well, what we do throughout the year, we do. We we have a game of chance license. We have a gaming license. And um, some people really give us a hard time. They're like, Linda, you really have a gaming license? Yeah, we need to. And the, the criminal background check has been been done and I cleared. So uh, Nisley Vineyards and Winery Estate, uh, they've got a wine tasting and charcuterie. So did I say that right? Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Board. 
See, that's 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 above my 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 level of fanciness. Um, so the, on the patio of uh, your own a picnic on the lush lawns of the Nisley Vineyards and Winery Estate, uh, Monday through th- sat- Saturday, goodness, 10 through 5, and Sunday, 12 through 5, and they are located at 140 Vintage Drive in Bainbridge, uh, Lancaster County, and you can visit their website for m- more information, nisleywine.com. Damn good thing we didn't have you read the book. Was- <laughs> Words are hard today. Words are hard. <laughs> Saturday <laughs> almost was above your pay grade. Yes, yes. It's uh, char- charcuterie or charcuterie board. And Saturday. It, it's so funny because I have this joke with my sister about it's just cheese and crackers and meat on a board. Like everybody goes crazy for <laughs> right, this stuff. Right, right. And I guess the art is in the art of the display. Right. Sounds right. I get that. Yeah. You, know? you like it for what it is. Back in the. <laughs> That's an That's inside a, joke. We'll reveal that one day. on another show. Um, Let's move on. Yeah, we'll move on. But I, I get why the, the meat and cheese boards or charcuterie boards <clears> are, are something. I get it. I, was a chef, I worked at Zinn's Diner as a chef as a young teenager or a teenager uh, years ago. So I get presentation. But it, it, to me, it's just cheese and crackers. <laughs> and um, meat, apparently. And meat. Yeah, we're, our producer's telling us it's meat as well. But I see an awful lot of cheese and crackers with it, too. So I stick with my assertion. Anyway. Uh, on to more meat, always more meat to be found here. A couple of phrases in that video remind you of how disturbing this problem really is. And the fact that it's happening right here in our town, which some may not think it could happen. You, you have a high school girl having her guidance counselor come to her saying she needs help. I mean, it, it, it blows my mind to think that that can happen. And then you have a, another one of... Um, your, your ladies that you work with say, I get to be a daughter and granddaughter again. And just having somebody be that far removed from humanity by someone else is so disturbing to me. So uh, Alicia, here's the question that I have. What, what exactly does human trafficking look like here in Lancaster and Lancaster County? Sure. So human trafficking can take on uh, many different forms. Um, and that's actually the reason why it can be so hard to, to detect it, uh, because it can look very different to many different people. Um, so depending on who is recruiting or who is um, in charge of uh, luring uh, females or, 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 or males out of their schools or out of public places, uh, it can look different. So we say for children that are in high school or children that are in grade school, um, it can look like them coming home with new jewelry, um, extra money. It can look like them having older friends, especially older female friends. So we find that a lot of the recruiting is actually happening with older females looking like um, they're friends of your child that are maybe taking them places or maybe pretending like they're doing them good things. Um, and actually, they're actually introducing them to other people that are potentially bad. Um, and then in older adults, what we're finding is that this looks more like uh, somebody who's been taken over by an older gentleman. Uh, maybe they were homeless. Maybe they were looking for work. Um, maybe they thought that they were getting help and they weren't. Um, and what we find with trafficking is that it doesn't look scary to begin with. It's a slow fade. Uh, so these women really don't realize what they're getting into until it's too late. 
And then they really have no recourse to get out. The trafficker makes sure to isolate them, to make sure that they're afraid. Uh, he may beat them. He may, uh, he may threaten them. Um, he may have lots of things against them. And he may take their children against them. So we find that single mothers that are looking for help are oftentimes brought into uh, maybe a gentleman's house that he says he's going to help them. And he ends up then trafficking her um, and then using the kids as leverage. So there's lots of different ways that trafficking can present. And because of that, law enforcement is constantly trying to figure out what is the the next way that the trafficker is going to use to exploit somebody uh, for their purpose of gain. I thought we were promised a, a food truck thing blinking on the Yeah, on we got to get the wee-woo lights in here and the, yeah. and the sirens. Yeah. But anyway, take the it away. Denver Fire Company uh, in Lancaster will be hosting their second annual food truck fair on May 8th from noon until 7 p.m. Uh, these food trucks are scheduled to be there. Uh, scoop dough uh, Uncle Paul's stuffed pretzels. That sounds good. Savory pumpkin funnel cakes. Katie's cakes. Libby's soft serve ice cream. Laura's handmade chocolates. Holy smokes meats. Castaneda's Mexican restaurant. The crazy train. Fink's French fries and Hen House grilling, and maybe more to come. The location is the Denver Fire Company at 425 Locust Street in Denver. More information at denverpafire.org/news. So that's my stomping grounds, Denver. That's where I. When I moved here, that's where we moved to, to the county. Uh, I can speak uh, specifically Castaneda's. It's fantastic Mexican food. Yep. We, uh, when we did our Gardeners Gives Back gift card drive back in December when restaurants were shut down uh, pretty quickly for a second round or third round, whatever round it was, uh, that was one of them I stopped at. And uh, I just couldn't pass up the uh, uh, empanadas. Car- no, the carnitas. Oh. I'm a sucker for poor carnitas. Ah. And it was like, it was, it was easily, I think my second, it was second lunch, but I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit it. It was fantastic. Um, so check them out. No, fired. Second the, lunch. no, no shame there. Well, it, it, it was, it was, I just had the pork. I didn't get any of the other uh, stuff. Okay. Oh, so it was all protein, <laughs> right? It was that, it was that keto, low carb. Thing. So sorry. All right. Farm show milkshakes. I know this guy likes those. Um, yeah. So this is going on May 5th. 4.30 to 6.30, Farm Show Milkshakes will be at the Fritz Elementary School PTO Playground Fundraiser at Fritz Elementary. Uh, that's 845 Horning Road in Lancaster. So go support them. I mean, again, this, is, this has been a, a sign of the times. Uh, all of these great organizations that help our community out, they need you. And you get a milkshake. I mean, milkshakes are really great. I'm a uh, 50-50 kind of guy. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the yeah, way to 50/50. go. 50-50. Yep. Yep. You, for sure. You say that you say 50, 50 on a milkshake out of, out of this area. They look at you like you got six heads. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, anyway, I, I, I quick went over it, but what do you think of savory pumpkin funnel cakes? I literally was just thinking that I was like, I love funnel cakes. I was thinking that this would be really good. So yeah, I mean, that would be I my think take. everybody's I think had a funnel cake, but. Yeah, there, there's there's a couple rules in my house. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, so fresh pumpkin pie is a must. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can throw the other pies on the table, but only with the pumpkin pie first. So that one, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'd with be you interested right there. in what the what the savory uh, angle is on the pumpkin True. funnel cake. It's the fried grease, man. <laughs> That's the savory part. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes it savory, <laughs> right? I mean, that's right. isn't that what it does? So, well, if, 
a great seal that was finally approved um, and is on the back of every dollar bill. So if you look at it closely, and I'll hold it up again, grasping uh, in, the, in the left talon of the eagle, and if it's not too blurry, you can see that the eagle is grasping a bundle of 13 arrows. Those 13 oh, arrows no are a... Yeah, <laughs> 13 arrows are a reference to the colonies, but also a direct That's reference cool. to that treaty conference held right here in 1740. So there you go. Mike, I, <laughs> I'm in awe, and then I sit here and realize I'm pretty, like, dumb. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that's, know. like, right here. Just uninformed. Right here in town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, look, I'm glad you're here <clears throat> to inform me. With the great seal that was finally approved. Um, and is on the back of every dollar bill. So if you look at it closely, and I'll hold it up again, grasping uh, in, the, in the left talon of the eagle, and if it's not too blurry, you can see that the eagle is grasping a bundle of 13 arrows. Those 13 oh, arrows no are a, yeah, those <laughs> 13 arrows are a reference to the colonies, but also a direct That's reference cool. to that treaty conference held right here in 1740. So there you go. Mike, I... <laughs> I'm in awe, and then I sit here and realize I'm pretty like dumb <laughs> because that, <laughs> that's know. like right here, just uninformed. Right here in town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, uh, look, I'm glad you're here <clears throat> to inform me. Out of it, and it's about six foot tall. It's a hydroponic a vegetable. Garden. <laughs> right there, it is. Um, there's a photo of it right there, but it's now like grown way out beyond the lights. So we're harvesting there as well. And all the food that we raise goes either to the food bank or to our cooking courses at the library. Cause we found that as we started growing some vegetables, people were like, what's kohlrabi? And they wouldn't take it from the food bank unless we taught them how to cook with it. So we've been, um, we've been really busy trying to serve all of the needs that our community has by helping to be the referral agency. So we're not actually doing any of that social service work, but when people need those things, they come to the library and then we can refer them to the best partner. And it's really saving all of us a lot of time. What are, what are some of the favorite exhibits at the Science Factory? Oh, sure. So we recently expanded our water exhibit. Uh, that, that was a huge one, uh, that we completed beginning of last year. Um, and so that's a big one. Oh, this one that's actually pictured is awesome. That's my favorite one. Uh, that's the topographic sandbox. Um, so funny too, we experimented with like three different kinds of sand, uh, that now it's actually Jasmine rice. That's what we determined was the best thing to use. But it's really cool. Uh, there's a projector from above. Um, and as you sort of like weave your hands uh, through the sand or rice currently, uh, it sort of changes the topography uh, of it. Um, that's actually an image of an upcoming exhibit that we're fundraising for right now. Uh, we're expanding our bubble lab. Uh, and there'll be a component where you can lift up this ring, put yourself in a bubble. Uh, solar power flower, that one, that one that's on the screen right now, that's coming soon. We were about to expand into an outdoor space uh, last spring, uh, last March, we were supposed to break ground. Um, mm. And I think you can imagine what happened with that. Uh, we'll be breaking ground next summer now um, and adding a few brand new exhibits outside just adjacent to the science factory. Uh, the solar exhibits, one of them, uh, that's one that we designed from scratch uh, with our exhibit partners. Um, 
a company called Kidzibitz out of Minnesota, actually. But we had researched a bunch of other science centers to see what they do with solar power and actually didn't find anything off the shelf that seemed quite cool enough. It seemed like, you know, you adjust these solar panels and, uh, you know, you see something spin or a, a light bulb lights up. And we just thought that wasn't quite engaging enough. Uh, so what we're actually going to do, um, I thought this was a really creative idea that we came up with, is as you turn it, it'll start playing a piece of music. So if you imagine uh, hearing like a symphony, you might start hearing the strings. And as the power starts to build up, uh, as you um, oh, optimize neat. how the solar panels are aligned, you'll start to hear different instruments in the symphony. So I thought that was a really cool workaround to make something um, interactive, teach kids uh, uh, about solar power um, in kind of a fun, different way. So that's one of the fun challenges yeah, of the jobs. I mean, this is a dream job I have here. What What is the um, building on strength plan? Sure, that is the communities, econ- community and economic development plan for the city of Lancaster. And what that means is um, it's a 15-year plan that was developed by the community it's the city's plan and the Lancaster City Alliance oversees it and kind of makes sure all of the recommendations in the plan are being implemented. So um, for 15 years, we're responsible for making sure that this plan happens. And um, you've probably heard the term before, but it's kind of like we do the herding of the cats. So people are really into the plan and um, they work really well with it. But the Lancaster City Alliance makes sure it uh continues on its path to success. We got our food truck alert. Sort of the flashing light. There he goes. That's like a child. It's like, gosh, it's like, can can I make the horn go? Right. You can turn off the siren. That's, that's enough. All right. Thanks. Who now, when I order my farm show milkshake, I ask for the blended both vanilla and chocolate because I just lose all ability to think straight and I don't know which one to pick. So I get them both. I don't know about the rest of you. (laughs) So what do you think? I mean, food trucks are kind of this thing that's more recent, more recent development. Chris, do you think, you think they uh, complement your business, compete with it? Where do you see the value add uh, for food trucks in the city? Yeah, no, I think that it's not necessarily direct competition. Um, you know, a lot of the food trucks are offering smart choices as far as like, maybe it's not a full meal. So it's more of like an accent kind of thing. So you could still go to a restaurant and hit up a food truck uh, or vice versa. So I, I don't see that as a big issue. We've actually talked to a couple as like, you know, do you want to pull up in front of decades? We'll have the, the music truck pull up too. And then, you know, maybe we do like, uh, uh, well, one was like shaved ice and maybe you could get some alcohol from decades and combine all these things. So, um, you know, I think working together on that stuff, you can get some creative things coming out of it. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't, you know, I think there's space for everyone. So it's not uh, direct competition or anything. And, you know, you can't pick up our restaurant and pop it into your neighborhood, too. So there is something to say for their business plan and they are entitled to grab that business where they can. So good for them. I just, uh, I just kind of like lit up with childish giddy joy because Chris, you just uncovered <laughs> something. I've always felt guilty about, you know, Leonard, right. Your second lunch, your first dinner. 
You you just <laughs> so eloquently rephrased it as an accent meal. <laughs> yes, you know, an so accent whether, meal. Whether it's an AM accent meal or a PM accent meal or a after, gotta, after dinner accent meal. It just I mean, feels if so you're not healthier. walking around with a, a walket in your pocket, then yeah, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you need in between yeah. meal snacks. Yeah, I don't think my dietitian wife approves of this this eating plan. But we'll, just, we'll just tell her we. Didn't, I like it. We'll just tell her we didn't record this. One. <laughs> yeah. And she's not know, on the call. Um, so. yeah. That's right. That's right. She doesn't watch this. I'm focusing on diet again, and I have reminders, and that's what that was. That's my bad. <laughs> and <laughs> we talk about cheesesteak egg rolls. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going just okay. Um, is that is that the so reminder? You, Get cheesesteak egg rolls. It's, it's going to be the new reminder. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that that like could have been better. <laughs> so at any rate, I mean, really, I mean, decades is really um, a couple to maybe a few or more businesses in one. I mean, you've got bowling, you've got arcade, you've got restaurant. You know, you had weddings, so enter, you know, uh, entertainment venue, uh, event space. How does a business like that come about? Where did it start? What was the idea, the grand plan? Tell us about that. Um, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, for years and years, um, so it's three childhood friends, uh, Adam Ozemek, uh, Jonathan Yeager, and myself. Um, we all went to Hempfield. There's a good picture of us when we were a little younger and skinnier. Um, and so we, we started as a company as uh, doing Lancaster Craft Beer Fest. Um, but we've always been, uh, been friends from our Hempfield days. And, um, we just kind of decided that, uh, Lancaster needed more entertainment options. You know, we always thought, oh, you can get a good, you know, cocktail, you can have a, a nice meal, but really kind of live music was the extent of activity. And we, as consumers felt that there was a gap that needed to be filled. And we also thought that we could be the ones to potentially come up with something to fill that gap. And, um, Adam and I have always been big, uh, you know, retro, they weren't retro at the time, but video games and now they're retro. Um, and Jonathan loves bowling as well as Adam does too. So it just kind of came together as a blend of, we should do a barcade somewhere and, um, we always thought like, you know, potentially we could add bowling if the, the building allowed for it. Cause there's not a lot of buildings in Lancaster city that can accommodate several bowling lanes as well as an arcade and restaurant. Um, and it's interesting because this is a nice tie in with, um, the Lancaster city Alliance. We made them aware that this was a concept that we were looking to, to do and, they actually provided us with a few people to contact about some of the buildings. Um, now we wound up looking at some of the things that were suggested through them and ultimately found the star armory, which is the perfect building for us. But um, the Lancaster city Alliance really does make those connections. And, uh, and they were a part of our process and a very helpful one. And we still look to them and their leadership um, all the time. So they, you know, even in a challenging year with the pandemic, um, Leicester City Alliance was kind of a hub for information and did a great job of connecting the best information to the people that needed it to figure out how to kind of best navigate the pandemic and, and operate their businesses, decades included. Um, so, I mean, um, 
it, it was just such a good tie-in for for them and their help was invaluable and i know that a lot of restaurants kind of feel that way so their work kind of continues throughout every step of your business existing um, before it's actually open and then they support you even further so um they're just a great organization can't say enough about them well i'm, I'm a big fan of bourbon i was gonna say that's the that's like jeff time yeah 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 for sure uh Booker's bourbon and cheese steaks. probably my yeah yeah bookers i like i, mean, I like reminder. it all it's like i start down one road it's then it's mictors <laughs> then it's makers it just like doesn't end if it's brown liquor i'll drink it for the most part um and that's good you're doing the charity. So. Our, our mission is to provide a safe space, personal growth through equine assisted activities for veterans and their families, as well as those suffering from trauma and loss and those who are struggling with cognitive and emotional challenges. We have 115 volunteers that have signed up to participate with us here at Building Bridges. Some of them are here once a month. And we value every hour of time that is donated uh, to a sustained farm operations. We have some that are here weekly. We have um, some that are here several times a week. And we have some that just come to help us for the major events. We have two major events a year, usually on Veterans Day and Memorial Day. And uh, at our last uh, Veterans Day event, that was before COVID, we had 99 named tag volunteers in place to care for a crowd of 500 people. It was a great time. All right, in conversation with uh, West Point Academy administration, they uh, gave us permission to use this video. And and so um, with that, we're taking liberty to uh, include it in this interview here today. Um, U.S. military band that's out of uh, West Point. I think they do a fabulous job of uh, of reminding us of the energy and the youth that is put on hold when our veterans head out into deployment circumstances. Oh, can you see by the dawn's early what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight For the ramparts we washed were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet
That's pretty powerful. Pretty that awesome. is. I think that's a tremendous way to lean into mm-hmm. our uh, pre-Memorial Day show. So um, thank you for sharing that, Anne-Marie. That was really great to see all the joint forces come together like that yes. uh, through West Point Academy. So thank you to you for sharing that with us, and thank you to them for allowing you to use it. Uh, we appreciate that. We've got three uh, food trucks or events to share, and you can get more information at our website, LancasterConnects.com. Uh, the first one, oh, there's the signal. Food there it bell. is. <laughs> so I have to wait for the, the sound end. There we go. All right. Dick Winters was, was actually born in Lancaster in 1918. Lived his first two years in New Holland before his family moved to Ephrata, which is where he's are. He has a lot of his family had their, his, his grandfather and his great uncle owned hotels in Lancaster at one point, in Ephrata at one point. So they were kind of big social circles. It's his hometown. He lived there for 10 years before moving to Lancaster. Anyway, uh, Dick, uh, Dick Winters uh, went on to, uh, to join the Army in, in, uh, after, after graduating from F&M in 1941. And then the war came along, and he enlisted as a private. Uh, but before the war ended, he'd be a he'd be a major and he had been a battalion commander. So he was a very competent person, very very patriotic person, very uh, determined. His men loved him. He uh, he uh, them with he led them and never put them at any undue risk if he could help it. Uh, he was just a, an excellent officer, an excellent excellent leader, and uh, and I met him in two thousand and one. Uh, in back in the 1990s, uh, Stephen a- author Stephen Ambrose, who's a Pulitzer Prize-winning author, uh, picked up on the story of Easy Company. They they, uh, they that's that's his in New originally. Uh, they the story of Easy Company. Easy Company was kind of a member of the entire war in Europe. They jumped into they jumped into uh, into uh, into France on D-Day. That's his home in Ephrata, where he lived in Ephrata. He jumped in there and he, they fought in. In, in France, they fought in Belgium in the Battle of the Bulge. They fought in Holland, and when the war ended, they run Adolf Hitler's balcony uh, in the in the Berk, at Berchtesgaden in the Bavarian Alps, and uh, that's Dick right there and his cousins. The uh, so, so Ambrose picked up on the story and 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 decided to write a book about it called Band of Brothers. And the book was picked up by Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks. Who pooled their resources to create a ten-part miniseries? That's Winter's Home in Lancaster. Uh, a ten-part miniseries called Band of Brothers, based on the book, and that went global. That, that went viral. They, got, they, they would guess suddenly they were media idols. They got Dick coming up from all over. People showing up at his door just to meet him. He speaking engagements and just became a, a national, a, a whole, a worldwide celebrity. And uh, and that's how I met him in 2001. The miniseries was being aired by HBO, and my boss in the newspaper said maybe I should contact because people be yeah and and talk to this guy. So I found I tracked him down, and I went and I interviewed him, and it found out that when I found out together that our homes were about 150 yards from each other. We both grew up in East Main on East Fulton Street. And uh, we both we both knew the same people. I mean, I knew his aunt. I knew his aunt Lottie. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to rake leaves for her, and we used to shovel snow, and we used to uh, do things like that. Uh, so I knew her, and and Dick and I became friends, and that's how the book came about. 
About two years after I met him, my boss again said, you should write a book about us. People should know who this guy is. And then there's a lot of interest there. And he was right. The the, the miniseries was like a, a, a pop, like a media phenomenon. And uh, Dick agreed Dick agreed to sit down with me and do interviews. And, and we put that book together back in 2004. So, Linda, what do you love? Uh, why do you love Lancaster? What, what do you love about the area here? Well, I didn't grow up here. I actually grew up in northern PA. Uh, when I when I did move here after college in the early 80s, it still makes me 30, just so you know. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I love no the diversity here. here. Yeah, I love the diversity. But um, having worked in a community and, and being a real active part of Lancaster community, I love how the community gives back and supports its own. Um, there's what's not to love about Lancaster community. Seriously. That's awesome. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. That we see that, you know, once a year at the extra give, it, it always is a surprising moment yes. to see the, the, you know, giving is every day, whether that's money or time, but that one day is always kind of a neat, refreshing day to focus on it. John, what about you? Why do you love Lancaster? Um, well, unlike Linda, I've lived here my whole life, so I've, I've never really left for, for any length of time. Um, one thing I like about Lancaster is we have charcuterie boards, uh, unlike Boyertown. Evidently, they don't have uh, charcuterie <laughs> boards. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. But I will, uh, I will ditto everything I that, take that <laughs> Linda said about the diversity and everything, but uh, one of the other great things about Lancaster is how centrally located it is. I mean, you can get to Baltimore, you can get to Philly, you can get to New York. Um, you know, even Pittsburgh's just a, a long drive across the state, but um, it, it's just an awesome area of, you know, whatever. It's very connected I mean, it's, to other things, right? Directional ease yes. is, I think, the way you were going yes. there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah, it is neat. You've got the train station, you can get in Philadelphia and New York pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this area is pretty neat. We enjoy it. We enjoy the community. That's why we do the show. Linda, um, yeah, Simon says, it's not Delaware. Um, but uh, <laughs> at any way, uh, Linda and John, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. I think. Thank you. I think we're done. Line 96 says, that's a wrap. We're there. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Lancaster Connects. Go to helpthefight.org. Support everything Linda and her team are doing there. And uh, John, thank you for nominating Linda. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We'll see you next week. Get Super Serial.